Chapter Four of Cowardly Lion of Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Josh Kibbe. Cowardly Lion of Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. Mustafa's Mandate. There was a moment of absolute silence following Nada's disclosure. With his lion body and clown head, he presented an amazing and ridiculous appearance. Nothing like this had ever been seen in Mudge, and the Mudgers simply gaped with astonishment. "'Steady now, Bob,' whispered the clown, putting his lion paw around the little boy. "'All we have to do is be polite. Rule two, you know.' Mustafa was the first to recover. "'Not a lion!' cried the monarch of Mudge hoarsely. "'Why, how dare you disappoint me like this? Did you hear that, Tazzywaller? Panny? Mixtuppa? All of you?' He says he's not a lion. A sob of rage choked Mustafa's voice. I apologize for not being a lion, said Nada in a polite, slightly shaky voice. Ten thousand pardons. Ten thousand puddings, screamed Mustafa furiously. Puddings by all means, if your highness prefers them, corrected Nada hastily. I told you there were no more lions in Mudge, wheezed Tallywaller with a triumphant glance at Penope. I knew it wasn't a lion all along. Well, what is it then? asked Mustafa angrily. The little fellow's a boy of some kind, but this other? He waved scornfully at the poor clown. A wizard, your highness, hissed Panope. A wizard, that's what he is. Now don't call me names, begged Nada, extending the front paws of his disguise. I'm Nada. Not a wizard, I suppose, said Tazzywaller scornfully. Why don't you ask him how I got here, sighed Mixtepa reasonably enough. Nada stared curiously at the large head of Mixtepa, wagging through the blue curtain. Perhaps here was someone who would understand politeness. "'Madam, your highness, gracious and lovely lady,' began the clown with a deep bow, "'we fell into this charming country through no fault of our own.' "'Well, it wasn't our fault. We have no faults here,' snapped Mustafa ungraciously. "'How did you get past the lion enclosure?' demanded Penope. "'How do you explain this being a lion one minute and a creature of another sort the next?' "'Well, there is something very queer about it,' admitted Nada, rubbing his forehead in a puzzled way. "'One minute, Bob and I were in a circus doing a bit of a trick, and—' "'I knew it was a trick!' exclaimed Penope triumphantly. "'He admits it!' "'Silence!' cried Mustafa, who was beginning to enjoy the recital. "'You were in a circus? Tazzywaller, what is a circus?' "'It's a show,' explained Nada hastily, "'for he could tell by the puzzled faces of the mudgers "'that they had never heard of such a thing. "'And we were in it. "'I put Bob on my shoulder and shouted a silly rhyme, "'and in a flash he is gone. "'I shouted again, and I'm gone too.' "'Gone where?' asked Mustafa, rubbing his chin. "'To here,' replied Nada, gazing about him uneasily. Funny how a little verse could carry us so far. He recited, Udge, budge, go to mudge, udger, budger, I'm a mudger. No sooner had he done so than Mustafa sprang into the air and all the mudgers began roaring with fright and fury. He discovered the secret of mudge, shrilled Mustafa, pulling out a handful of his whiskers. How dare you use our own privately patented particular magic transformation formula? Now you'll be wishing all sorts of people into the country. He's a wizard, screamed Panope. I told you he was a wizard. Twist his tail. Off with his head. Throw him to the lions. Wait, let me explain, pleaded the clown, but his voice was drowned in the angry hubbub. Then all at once a gong at the back of the tent rang thunderously. Mustafa, who had already seized the tail of Nada's disguise, paused. So did the others. On a platform at the other end of the tent stood Tazzywaller, thumping the gong with all his might. The noise was so terrible that even Nata and Bob, frightened though they were, had to cover their ears. Not until Mustafa ran to the little platform and commanded Tazzywaller to stop did the awful clangor cease. "'What do you mean by this impertinence?' panted Mustafa, seizing Tazzy's arm. "'It was the only way I could get your attention,' said Tazzywaller calmly. "'I have something important to say. 
About lions, he finished meaningly. Well, what is it? puffed Mustafa eagerly. Be quiet, he called to the mudgers who were again closing in on Nata and Bob. That person, cried Tazzywaller, with a wave toward Nata, is undoubtedly a wizard. Instead of snatching off his head, which will be of no use to us, even as an ornament, why not compel him to serve us? He is a wizard. He is a wizard or he would not be in Mudge. Well, then, let him go to the Emerald City and bring back the cowardly lion. Mustafa stared at his former chamberlain in amazed admiration, then flinging both arms about his neck, hugged him almost to suffocation. Next instant, he had clapped his hands and issued a dozen orders to his many little servitors. At the first, the shouting mudgers retired backward from the tent. At the second, Panopee also retired, leaving Bob and Nada alone with Tazzy and their majesties. Outside, the marching and counter-marching of the blue guard could be heard as they surrounded the royal tent. "'The rules aren't working at all well, Bob,' breathed Nada anxiously. Bob said nothing. He just clutched the clown's hand a little tighter and stared at Mustafa in open-eyed wonder. "'Now then,' chuckled the monarch of Mudge. "'Now then, my handsome wizard, what do you call yourself?' Nata began the clown, resolved to be polite as long as possible. Not a bit more. Nata coughed Mustafa, opening his eyes wide. That doesn't sound like a name. It sounds like... A joke, put in the clown with one of his broad smiles. A little joke on me. You see, it is meant to be funny. Well, it doesn't amuse me at all. Mustafa stared solemnly into the clown's face. Why are you so white? And why is his hair... Mustafa jerked his thumb at Bob. So red. For the same reason that your majesty's whiskers are blue, replied Nata promptly. Mustafa did not quite like this answer. "'Your business?' he inquired next. "'I suppose you deny being a wizard?' "'Oh, absolutely,' said Nada. "'But my business, if Her Majesty insists, is fun. "'I make people laugh and thus prolong their lives.' "'A funny business,' sniffed Mustafa with a puzzled look at Tazzywaller. "'Well, you will have to make me laugh to prolong your life, "'and the only thing that makes me laugh is lions.' "'Lions?' Nada wrinkled up his forehead. "'I'm afraid lions are not in my line at all. "'You see, I didn't work in that part of the show.' You pretended to be a lion, interrupted Mustafa sternly, and you have proved yourself a wizard. So unless you can capture the cowardly lion of Oz and bring him back to Mudge, you shall be thrown into the lion reservation, whereby 9,999 lions will tear you to bits. Do you agree? Tear me to bits, gulped the clown. My father often said I'd go to the dogs, but he never dreamed I'd be thrown to the lions. Say, is this cowardly lion very fierce? Instead of answering, Mustafa handed him Panopee's lion book, saying, You may read that while I make preparations for your journey. Smiling almost pleasantly, the monarch of Mudge linked his arm through Tazzywaller's and disappeared behind the blue curtain at the back of the tent. Mixtepa also drew in her head, and Bob-Up and Nada were left alone. "'Isn't it time to run?' asked the little boy anxiously. He had never in his whole life heard so much about lions, but Nada put his fingers to his lips and shook his head. "'No use,' whispered the clown. "'The tent's surrounded. We must pretend, my boy, pretend we are going to hunt this cowardly lion. Then, once out of the country, we'll take the first train home.' He sat down on a huge cushion and began turning the pages of the lion book, Bob up looking curiously over his shoulder. They were both quite interested in a description of the cowardly lion and Princess Dorothy when Mustafa came whirling back. He was followed by a small mudger servant with three white packets upon his head. Here, said Mustafa with a wave at the packets, are provisions for three days. Travel straight north until you reach a yellow brick road and follow that road till you come to the Emerald City. There you will find the cowardly lion. But see here, began Nada, who had been doing some quick thinking. Why does not your majesty transport this lion to Mudge by the magic verse? For a wizard, sniffed Mustafa, you are astonishingly stupid. That verse only transports people, and one must touch the person. Well, then, why not send some of your valiant tribesmen to capture him? I, I am a stranger here, and I have never captured a lion in my life. 
because it is written in the book of Mudge that any Mudger leaving his country will lose his head, droned Mixtepa, thrusting her turban through the curtain. And if you take my advice, you will go at once. All this arguing keeps me awake, and when I'm awake I lose my temper, and when I lose my temper other folks lose their heads, and when that— I'll go, sighed Nada, seeing that no sense at all was to be had from this ridiculous pair. He stepped out of his lion disguise, and rolling it up into a small bundle, thrust it into his trouser leg. Next he slung the three packets around his neck, and, taking Bob's hand, declared himself ready to go. Rubbing his hands gleefully, Mustafa led them out of the royal tent through a double line of the Mudger Guard to the great iron enclosure that surrounded his kingdom. The lions were snarling and quarreling among themselves, but as soon as Mustafa came in sight, they began calling him names and screaming for their dinner. "'Be quiet, my little pets,' chuckled the monarch of Mudge good-naturedly. "'This is not dinner, only a silly wizard.' "'Give us the boy, then,' roared the largest of the lions, licking his chops. "'Give us the boy,' roared all the other lions immediately. Nada and Bob up stared at Mustafa's pets in horror and disbelief, for neither had in their lives ever heard a lion talk before. Bob, especially, was terribly dismayed by the personal nature of their conversation. But while they were still trembling, two heavy doors were slipped through the bars, about five feet apart, making a safe and narrow passageway through the enclosure. The gates on the inside and outside of the enclosure were unlocked, and Mustafa waved imperiously for them to go. This Nada and Bob lost no time in doing. Remember, called Mustafa warningly as they scurried through, if you run away instead of hunting for the cowardly lion, I shall know of it. When a messenger disobeys me, my magic ring turns black. If it turns black, I shall know you are deceiving me, and in that case... Mustafa held up his thumb so that Nada could see his ring. In that case, I shall take it off. And if I take it off, you will both turn as blue as my whiskers and find yourselves unable to move until you decide to do as I have commanded. Goodbye, my chalk-faced wizard. A pleasant journey and a swift return. Nata was too shocked and astounded to answer. Grasping Bob up more firmly than before, he rushed out the iron gate and off through a field of blue daisies until the dreadful roaring of the lions of Mudge could no longer be heard. And this, puffed the clown at last, sinking down under a great tree, this is what comes of trying to be funny. Never try to be funny, my boy. No, sir, answered Bob, staring anxiously over his shoulder to see whether any of Mustafa's lions had followed them. End of chapter 4